Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by John Sweeney. John is a professional MMA fighter. He will continue his MMA career next Friday. That's June 16th, 2023 in Owensboro, Kentucky, fighting for LFA. John is a fighter who is on the verge of getting a call up to one of the bigger promotions in the world. Inevitably, you'll see him fighting for the UFC at some point. I appreciate John joining me today from South Carolina. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Hollywood, John Sweeney. John, how are you today? I'm doing good, brother. I can't complain at all. John will be the headliner for the card, which will be this upcoming Friday. That's June 16th, I'm sorry, not upcoming, not tomorrow, the 9th. We're recording this on the 8th, so that's what, eight days Eight days from now, John will be yes, the headliner sir. of the card in Owensboro, Kentucky. John, uh, for starters, tell me about your nickname. Is Hollywood, is that accurate? Hollywood. Is that, is that your nickname? It is, Hollywood. I, uh, man, it's just my style, and actually this guy, Mike King, he fought on the Ultimate Fighter back in the day, 205 season. We were sparring one day, and uh, and he was, yeah, big boy. I was sparring with the, with the big guy. He was on the 205, 85 season. I think he was an 85er. But anyway, we're sparring, and uh, he was just like, man, a perfect name for you would be Hollywood. And then I was young. I was like probably 17, and ever since then, we stuck to it. Okay. Well, let's back up a little bit. John Sweeney, um, where, where did you grow up at when you were a kid? What sports did you play first when you were oh, real man. little? Real little. The very first sport, rest, I mean, not wrestling, I'm sorry. Very first sport I played was football. That was my first love, man. I wanted to go to the NFL. Like, man, I was so in love with football. And did you grow up in South Carolina? I did. Okay. So you were a, a South Carolina SEC football fan? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. And um, 
So walk me through. Football was your first love. How far did you take that? Um, I played football to about my 11th grade year of high school. Were you a pretty good high school football player? I was okay. I was decent. I was undersized. I was fat growing up. So uh, I played, believe it or not, I played nose guard. Wow. And uh, yeah, I played nose guard and defensive end. And then I started wrestling as well. So I started to lose a little weight. So my last year, the 11th grade, I got pretty good to where uh, I was playing varsity. And uh, so I would uh, be on the nose guard, defensive end, a little bit of spur. I was like carving up a little bit, getting fast. I was like the little lineman who was real explosive. I was strong as a lot of those big guys, but I was way faster. So I could just be in the backfield messing the play up every every play. So it, it was good. Maybe like, uh, I don't know, Warren Sapp? Exactly. A little Dwight Freeman. Okay. Just, okay. Uh, just a little in there causing trouble, man. So are you five foot seven? I am. How long have you been five seven? Do you remember what age did you become yeah. full, full grown? Uh, did I turn five seven? Probably around when I was probably twenty ish. Okay. Twenty like yeah, a little later. I'm a late bloomer, man. You said so you were 20, fat. How much did you weigh? What's I the was, most you've ever weighed? You fight at one thirty five now. Yes. What's the most? Probably like two hundred and three pounds. Okay. Wow. And I was probably fucking thirteen. Well, <laughs> but you were you were always pretty athletic, obviously. Oh man, I was the fat kid who could do a backflip. You know, everybody at recess would crowd around. I would run up the walls and do backflips. I would on the swing set backflipping and off tables. And man, yeah, we used to have a blast. And I grew up with a lot of cousins. Uh, my mom is one of uh, ten kids, so. I just grew up with a lot of cousins, and we were just all over the place. To become a real good MMA fighter, you got to have some humility somehow, okay? So yes, one sir. thing that I've found when I talk to people is the, the top level of MMA fighters, they, they got into wrestling or something that was real hard. They kind of yep. beat the, you know, you could be a basketball player or even a football player in high school, and it helps you get girls, and it's cool. But there is a line where, at some point, to become real good at, at combat sports, you gotta be in it for the grind. And so, of course, for 100%. you, for for you, that was wrestling. Who prompted you to yeah, get into wrestling? What's that story? My dad. So my dad, he, I was undersized, so my dad knew I would not get into college at a high level or at any good level or take it any farther than maybe just JUCO or you know, like some NEI or whatever, football, even if I would make it to that. And I would be so smart. But so my dad convinced me to wrestle around the eighth grade because uh, I was playing football a lot. But he was like, you should wrestle too. And uh, just to give yourself another option. And I, he, it took him a while for me, him to talk me into it. But I finally did it. And it took maybe two years. But I started winning and I fell in love with it. And um like I said, my 11th grade year is when I had my last uh, – is when I quit football and I just focused solely on wrestling. And I wrestled year-round and uh, got very good. Scott got a scholarship to wrestle. And uh, so um, about the eighth grade, and it was my dad. And once I started and started winning, man, you fall in love with it. Were you naturally good at wrestling? Uh so I would say I was naturally good, but because I was such a short, overweight kid, it was hard for me to win matches. 
you know, because all those guys have probably been wrestling a little bit longer than me, and they're, you know, they're in shape. I'm five, five, four, whatever, 180, 190 pounds, 200 pounds, wrestling kids who are 5'10", five, 5'11", five, in shape, you know, like, so, you know, so it took a while for me to start trimming that fat and get into a proper weight class to where I could see success. But I would say I was naturally good, but it was just hard to see it at first because I was just wrestling giants. How good of a high school wrestler were you your senior year? Ooh, like I may have like 40-something wins and two losses. Wow, that's pretty good. Yes, sir. What was your weight class you were best at? Uh, my senior year, I wrestled 145. Wow. Okay. So you started trimming out. That is what yes, kind of worked the, the uh, for lack of a better started word. Started wrestling and started wrestling at 195, 197 pounds, 195, 197 uh, in the eighth grade in my last season of wrestling in the high school, 145. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Up until you finished high school, had you started any striking at all? Yes. I started doing MMA. See, my dad, so he, he taught me into the wrestling thing. I didn't know this was all his little plan to get me to fight. So he taught me into the wrestling. So now he, some time goes by. He, he's whispering like, hey, maybe you should go to Upstate Karate. da 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 da, da Help you uh, lose more weight while you're uh, – you know what I'm saying? Why you're um, wrestling. And I was still wrestling and playing football. So I was still had this notion that I was going to be a football player. So I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go train. Try da, 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 da. And I don't really, really, really like wrestling anyway. I'm going to be a, a football player. Da, 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 da. Eventually, he he finally get me to go to Upstate Karate. And my dad is like, he's crazy. So like the, the gear isn't cheap. You know, so to get all the sparring gear, all the equipment, the clothing and stuff that you need because upstate karate is run correctly. You got to have proper gear, proper attire, look like a team. So everything is well over his eyes and you just feel better and it, it creates a better environment. So when you get there, my dad buys every damn thing the first day. You don't have to, but you can, you know what I mean? Like they recommend you don't. They recommend you, you take a couple of track classes, see if you like it, and then buy. My dad dropped like 500 freaking bucks on all the sparring equipment, all this stuff. And he's like, oh, he's going to love it. And he was right because I, I haven't looked back since then. It's been, that was 11 years. Maybe, hold on, I'm 20, I'm about to be 28. So that was like 10 to 11 years ago, man. So, and here we are now. Sounds like you've got a pretty good father. Yeah, man. He's a great dude. Hell yeah. I love my dad. What kind of sports? He's crazy. Did... It gets on my nerves now more than he did then. But I guess that's every day. What, what kind of sports did he play growing up? My dad played football in high school and college. He was a nose guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my dad played nose guard at Newberry. He uh, played football at Hillcrest. He uh, had a lot of uh, that's why I'm so strong. My dad has so many records for like uh, lifting, squatting over 500 pounds, 600 pounds, benching 400 pounds. Still got some records at Hillcrest for like uh, being one of the like, um, I, it was him and another kid. And I think my dad came in second because the kid weighed a little bit less than my dad. But man, so yeah, my dad's a very, very strong dude. It is and he played. He wasn't that tall. My dad is probably like five ten, uh, five ten and a half, maybe 
maybe about 5'10", and he played nose guard. What's the most you think he, he weighed in his prime? My dad, in his optimal situation to where he was probably the best he was, uh, I would say around 198. Wow. Okay. Okay. Did he ever wrestle or was it just football? He wrestled one or two years, but not long at all. Not like me. His thing was football. But he did wrestle for like one to two years. And just because he was so strong, the coaches, you know, they they wanted, they tried to be the wrestling coach. You know, they going to the football. They're looking for those guys. So my dad wrestled for like one to two years. But in hindsight, the fact that he did wrestle for one or two years, of course, made him fam- oh, yeah, familiar exactly. enough to then direct 100%. his son in that and, direction. And listen, growing up back in the day, it was a lot different, man. My dad grew up with three brothers, you know, on a farm. You know, he had to wake up in the morning before school and fucking feed pigs and, you know what I'm saying, and shit like that. So my dad's rough. My dad's dad was rough, you know. So uh, my dad grew up different, man. My dad is rough as hell, always fighting. Like, uh, my dad, man, he got some of the biggest hands up and rough. So, like, my dad, he used to bet people money. He would get these big cinder blocks, and he would line them up, and people would think he couldn't break them. He would this. Damn. And break break cinder blocks, man. Left little cars up off the ground and shit. Like my dad's a strong ass dude. I assume, or at least I'm guessing, you have other athletes in your family also. Man, oh yeah, my uh, like I said, my mom is one of uh, ten children, and they all uh, are from Spartanburg. My mom ran track in high school. Uh, very good at track. I got. All her brothers and sisters play sports. I got cousins. Um, her brothers and sisters have family members of state champions at Dorman at the 100 meters, the uh, hurdles. We got state champions at um, uh, spot, uh, spot High in uh, football. I got cousins who went to Burns, won state championships in football. Like I, I come from a family with a lot of high-level athletes. Two of my cousins had a short stint. At uh, like Alabama, um, they're just a little undersized. But man, when I say I got a cousin that's fastest, like man, like probably four one speed, even like super fast, man. But yeah, I have a lot of athletes in the family. Now you mentioned earlier that at age, what was it? You said seventeen or sixteen or something like that. Your dad brought you into upstate karate. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when I look at look at your tapology today, it says affiliation for John Sweeney. It says Upstate Karate. Tell me about that, Jim. Man, Upstate Karate is like it's a school. You know, it's a it's a it's just more than a gym. You know, a lot of places are just gyms. You go in, got a lot of guys kind of doing their own thing. Some guys over here, some guys over there, some guys work with this guy. This this is more of a family. This is a school. A uh, martial arts school where, you know, you can get a family vibe, but you also get very hard training. You got Steven to look up to uh, at the highest level of the game. So he brings in guys like, you know, Ryan Hall, Chris Wyman. You got, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Smith will come. Uh, You got – you just got so many – Lorenz Larkin was just at the gym. Uh, I got some great rounds in with him this camp. Uh, you got uh, it's just got so many people who um, can come to the gym uh, because of Wonder Boy and then just uh, Mr. T. And it's just it's just a different vibe. I've been to a lot of gyms 
And you could ask anybody who's been to Upstate Karate from, like I said, Chris Ryman, Lorenzo, and all these high-level guys, Josh Koscheck from back in the day, a lot of guys, um, Barasa Hobby, and they'll tell you that Upstate, uh, our vibe and our culture is just a little bit different from regular gyms. Uh, to connect everything here, I'm located in Louisville, Kentucky. The show yes, next sir. Friday will be in Owensboro. Lorenz Larkin actually spent some time. If you get a chance, you should ask him. Spent some time in Kentucky. I've had him on the show here oh, before, yeah? but Elizabethtown, awesome. so not Owensboro, okay. but he is familiar with the Kentucky scene. So if you yes, if, if you train with him again, you should mention him. Uh, it I will. Him. That is awesome. What do you think of the affiliation with karate? Do you think there is a uh, uh, is it is, is that kind of like an obstacle? I mean. Is that a, a bad thing to be affiliated? Obviously not a super legit gym, but what no, do you think of karate no, 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 no. and MMA? I think, well, people have to understand that um, karate is going to change a lot of younger kids' lives. And it's going to, you know, steer them in a path from not hanging around with kids who are like fucking smoking or drinking or partying. It's going to keep them on a, on a straighter path. Just creating discipline and structure and order. And um and also in teaching you how to protect yourself and everyone I mean karate is not the most craziest badass is uh, when it's like that when it's like kids doing karate it's not the most super most crazy uh, workout or intense or you know what I'm saying super training but like I said it creates structure discipline and uh, give them a frontal uh, a good base to start from when you get older and then you then you really increase the training. Because the karate that I do and what Mr. T have us do is way more intense than what you'll see, like you know, on TV or what you expect from a karate from a karate class. Like we're old school kempo. Like when you come here, you're gonna it's, it's more of a Muay Thai field where you really train it the correct way. You're gonna be you're gonna be um, it's gonna be real gruesome on the body. You're gonna do thousands and thousands of kicks every day, lifting legs, and it's gonna be you're gonna develop some real skill. People do make fun of karate on occasion, but um, if you spar with people, okay, and let's say you have exactly. a, a guy, yeah, okay, you have a guy who's done karate since he was real little, and then he learned how to box and do kickboxing and, exactly, and jujitsu, yes, okay, sir. and then you get kicked in the fucking head, right? And then you they harden it up. A lot of the bad stigma on karate is because the karate that they think these guys are not sparring and getting into these high pressure situation. So if you put them in that situation, it's not going to be familiar to them. So they're not going to be really able to use that technique to uh, at, at its highest form and benefit them because they just never been in a real situation to have to do it. But once you know that stuff for real and you learn those skills, but then you also sharpen that blade and put yourself in that fire and have to use that stuff for real, man, you, you're dead. Okay, John, your upcoming fight next Friday against Alan Bogoso. Tell us about it tactically. What can fans expect to see inside the cage? They can, they can expect to see controlled aggression. aggression. I'm going to come out there from bell to bell looking to finish them. I'm going to be picking them apart. I'm, uh, man, I can wrestle. I can do jiu-jitsu. Uh, my karate is phenomenal. I'm very athletic, fast. It is going to be a very great display of skill. They're going to see some techniques they've probably never seen before. And um, hopefully uh, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, um, he lasts long enough to make it a good show. But I think it's going to be a good night for me and, um, and a lot of um, highlights.
just a lot of uh, hopefully I can put up the fight goes at least three rounds so I can display some skills but even if it doesn't then they'll see one one good highlight at least your most recent fight you won a unanimous decision do you look back on yes, that sir. at all and say that was a win or do you look back on that and say I wish I got a finish no, I look back at I look at every fight and I don't really like to regret much. So I just look back at it and learn from what I can from it. He was a, a seven-time jiu-jitsu world champion, uh, crazy black belt, and I dominated him in his own scene. So that's what I take from that. That builds great confidence in that fight. I'm glad I um, I tired him out and. In his sport, we were on the ground the whole fight. I, he didn't have nothing for me. I, I beat him up bad. And uh, and I also got to uh, go the whole round to up my experience. And, and doing it to a guy like that, who was ranked, like, I think, number two or number one in the world at the time, it's just it's, – and that's from bell to bell. That's not like a lucky punch, you know, where you hit a guy and you're like, oh, maybe it's a lucky shot. No, nah, it was straight domination in his, in his forte. And so – that, that just builds great confidence for me. Do you ever train jujitsu in the gi? Oh, yeah, of course, all the time. I'm a brown belt in the gi. That's my favorite. I'd rather change, train. I, I prefer training jujitsu in the gi than no gi. Uh, a lot of fighters don't do any no gi. I'm the fighter who does more uh, gi than uh, no gi. I'd rather do gi. Most of my training is gi. I do a lot of no gi too. Of course, I have to. But if I'm doing straight jujitsu, I'm a gi person, man. I love martial arts, and I feel appropriate when I'm in my gi doing jiu-jitsu. If there is an MMA fighter, either active or historically, that you would compare yourself to, that you kind of mold your game after, who would that be? I'm the guy, man. It's funny because it's like when MMA started, you know, you got these guys coming up now where they're good at everything, and – and that's how it was like when that I really was the first wave of that. And uh and it sucks that no, it doesn't suck. It's just perfect timing. It's God's timing. Now that I get to say the world that what what it looks like to have all type of skills inside of the cage. So I would like to say I'm like Israel out of Sanya, but I'm also like uh John who can, Jones. Who can wrestle? Israel as Adasanya, who can wrestle? I'm, I'm not finished. Okay. I'm like, is he out of Sanya? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm like, is he out of Sanya with my uh, ability to range control and my ability to, uh, uh, and, and my weapons? Just we have so many different weapons and uh, the range control. I'm also like John Jones because my creativity and, um, and I, my ability to wrestle and just fucking, just the dog uh, ability just to say fuck you and just come and get you. And then, so Izzy, John Jones, and lastly, I will say, um, uh, some, I used to, uh, see, I, oh, okay, 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 exactly. Izzy, John Jones, Volkanovski. Bulk because, man, we kind of got a similar build. He's a shorter guy, shorter torso, but he has, like, long limbs. Like, he got super long arms, and he's got longer legs. Like, people think he's, he's short. He got short legs, but he just has a short torso, and I'm kind of built the same. Long limbs, um, and he's fast, man, and he's strong. He can wrestle. He can freaking strike. Man, Volkanovski may be, the, honestly, the, the one that, that's the best example. He can wrestle. 
He can strike. He's got great cardio. He's strong. He's fast. He's a dog. Volkanowski. We said earlier you have a, a what sounds to me like a great father. Are you a father? Yes, sir. I am a father. I have two children. I have a daughter and I have a son, Titan and Kinsley. Titan Rain and Kinsley Rain. How old are they? My daughter is six and my son is four. I'm yes, guessing sir. because that's kind of how it works. Your father was real involved in your life. I'm guessing you're oh, yeah. very, you're very in law, uh, involved with your two kids. What's your game plan yes, with parenting sir. them? Are you going to influence them to get into combat sports? My daughter will do some jujitsu. She will do some striking and tough as well. But I think I'm going to do very heavy on the jujitsu. She they played soccer, did gymnastics and stuff. Well, not my son yet, but my daughter did gymnastics. Both of my son and daughter played soccer, but. My daughter did gymnastics. I'm gonna get her in jiu-jitsu here soon, and I'm gonna get my. I want my son to box because it's very. It's it's a lot of opportunities for young African Americans. It seems like a little bit sooner in the boxing world for some reason. I guess because just our culture likes kind of you know went from like slap bars, and I guess they just like more of a stand up. So I wanna. So I feel like the if my son wants to get rich quick and maybe not. Uh, work for anyone, man, and he's got the perfect dad to help him with his hands. And I love boxing. We got Lamar Parks and so many people around here. Lamar Parks fought for a WBC world title, trained with um, uh, Roy Jones Jr. all his life. So got a lot of great people in this area. So I feel like my son could be richer than me, but by say not richer than me because you know, I, hopefully by then I'll be a two-time UFC champ. But mm. by the time he's eighteen, he should be. He should be making some waves in the boxing world. What does your dad think about what what sports your son should take? I, I'm sure you know. Uh, he know he. My dad's with my dad just loved combat. He's with whatever. So right now my brother has kids too. So oh, my shit. dad has so many grandkids. So he's got a little bit of older ones. He's he, he's really kind of focused on thinking about that. My my nephew Jalen. He's playing basketball. He's uh, wrestling. I coached uh, I coached wrestling at the uh, Hard Rock program at my old high school. I would I used I was the head uh, practice coach, so he used to wrestle for me uh, for, for the hard rock program, and um, I used to take my son there as well, and he would just watch the kids wrestle and stuff. So, man, we just got a huge family, dog. So we got a lot of lot a lot of plans. I'm just gonna be the first Sweeney to 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 make it to to start it all off. What other families there in South Carolina are in your family? The Sweeneys? Who else? Okay, Sweeney's, that's my dad's side, uh, from from his dad. Then you got the Dow's, uh, and how that's do, my How do you spell da- Dow? Dow, D-A-I-L. So you got Dow's, and that's like my grandmother, my dad's mom, her side of the family, and that's like all in Fountain Inn, uh, South Carolina. That's kind. Of, that's where I live now. It's probably like five, six minutes away from Simpsonville. Depends on where you are. And then you got... um. So then you got my uh, my mom's people. She's a Williams. They're Spartanburg. Like all my family, my mom's family. She, my grandmother had ten kids, so they're all spread out in Spartanburg. Some of them moved to Greenville and stuff now. And then my grandfather. I, I'm honestly not too close to his people. My dad, my mom's dad. But he has like six brothers. He's got a huge family too. But we don't honestly talk to them much. But it's just family everywhere, brother. 
That, that sounds uh, pretty fun. Do you have plans to have more children? Who, me? One day. One day when I'm a little older, for sure. One day when I'm a little older. Yes, sir. So like I said, like, uh, so I said my mom is one of uh, 10 kids, and my grandmother, my dad's mom, she is one of 11. Damn, okay. So yeah, I got 11 aunts, great aunts and uncles who got so many kids on my dad and mom's side. My, I mean, on my dad's side. And then uh, on my mother's side, I got first cousins, so many first cousins because she had, you know, nine brothers and sisters. All right. So if your son is to take to boxing and yes. to pursue a career as a professional boxer, if there is a pro boxer, he could even be retired now. I don't know that you would like for him to model his maybe his style, maybe his business acumen. Floyd. <laughs> no question. Floyd Money Mayweather, baby. Ain't no question about it. Why? Well, he's he's smart, you know. You you take the you start your career smart, you work hard, you get some tough fights in there too. You have some some fights to get you ready for the tough fights. And then once you got to a place to where you established, then you create your own business. You 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 man, Floyd is just so smart to where he set himself up where he's done. He's got out of the game. He kept his head. He, um, you know what I mean? He, his defense is, is impeccable. If my son's going to be a boxer, you got to hit and don't get hit. But it, just don't get hit. Like, And I love Floyd's style. That's how I love the fight. People think you got to be so – it's great to be tough. You're going to need it at some point in the fight. But you don't want to rely on it. That's like something that you put in your back pocket. So you need to rely on your skills. So – that's why I love Floyd. He has so much skill. One thing I've always admired about Floyd, and I may be wrong, but I don't think he drinks or even smokes no, at all. He don't drink or smoke. No. Floyd don't drink or smoke. Only thing that he would do probably bad is freaking his soda or something, you know. But nah, he don't smoke or drink. He, the only thing he would do bad is what? Like drink a fucking Coca Cola or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, he keeps himself in shape at all times. I don't think all there's time. any any examples me. ever of him getting into the ring and you saying, "Wow, he, he he didn't he condition that me. fight camp." He reminds me of Hagler. Okay. Just a super super hard, super disciplined stay worker. Stay in shape. So you're Hagler, a boxing you never, nerd. You just referenced Hagler. Oh man, I love it, dog. Yeah. I, bro, I like in another like I told you, I used to work out with the uh, Lamar Parks, who fought for WBC belt when he was 18, 19, but his career got cut short because of um, HIV, which sucks. But, man, he... Um, so he passed away? No, no, no. He's still alive. He's still alive. He's still alive. He wow. uh, he just... Bro, he fought for the belt when he was like 19, 18. Uh, Lamar can't fight Parks, but then he got... Uh, I guess the next fight, he got tested and Back in the day, I guess, man, they was rocking with no no condoms and, you yeah. know, I guess going a little crazy. He was a freaking, you know, he's 18, 19 years old, probably a hundred something thousands of dollars in his bank account, freaking on TV. So, you know, which sucks. Someone should have been there to help him, guide him. But, you know, it is what it is. But so he done seen me spar and like uh, he'll be like, man, you supposed to be a boxer. So that's why I love boxing. Maybe in another life I was a boxer, but. Uh, and it's crazy. I started from wrestling, and uh, and how much I love to strike, but I also love to wrestle too. 
Do you think Marvin Hagler got fucked over in that decision against Sugar Ray Leonard? Ah, man, man, man. That fight is just crazy as hell. And, oh, oh, man. That's a great question. But, honestly, you know that fight can go either way. Okay. It's interesting how Hagler got so good, and then he just won all these fights in a row, and then he lost that very controversial split decision, and then he moved to... Italy. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. So he moved away and he's just like, I'm done with it. And then he didn't, he never made a return fight or anything. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, he probably made so much money. He was okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. I I, I think, yeah. you know, get comfortable, get to 100%. where you can maybe do something generationally to help everything. Once you, once you make a certain amount of money, you're going to lose that hunger a little bit that mm. you once had when you didn't have it. Cause like when you have nothing, man, it's different. It's different from when you really, really need it and you really got to, you know what I mean, trying to change lives. So you lose that at some point for sure when you when you finally get it. So I think when I lose that, that's probably when I'll be done. Okay. Well, John Sweeney, I really appreciate your time today. Before we wrap things up, I don't know. Do you have any sponsors, anybody who supported you over the years? Uh, what would you like to mention before we wrap things up? I want to thank all, every, all my friends, family, Upstate Karate, um, Mr. T, uh, Steven, wonderful, all my teammates, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, um, freaking my coach Carpet. I have so many people I would love to thank, sponsors, anyone who's helped me. I just want to thank them all. I won't say any names right now, but they all know who they are. I love you all. And, um, we got, we almost there, guys. I love it. Well, John Sweeney, good luck next Friday, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you, brother.